The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale. Holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Pause on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. Hello and welcome to Mind Body Paws, holistic living for you and your animals. This is show number 14, Advice Roundup from my guests, part one. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Charlie Kale, mom to two dogs and three cats, broadcaster and Reiki practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Paws. I do distant healings as well as in-person appointments because energy transcends space and time. And there's more about all of that at charliekale.com, my website, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. This is your safe place to honor animals. We'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and metaphysically. My goal is to dispel myths, bring about awareness, enlightenment, even uncover scams that cost you in wealth and health of your animals. And we're going to combine all of these and expand our field of consciousness by stretching it in all directions. And that's what I do when I interview a new guest for each show. There's always so much quality information, and there's never enough time to get to all of it. But even in our 26-minute snippets, a lot of great advice that does come out still gets buried or falls through the cracks. So I'm going to do a little wrap-up of a few great points that came out from each guest. And since I cannot get to all my guests in just one show, this is part one. We'll be talking about the over-vaccinating and the toxicity of pet food. We'll be talking about feng shui for animals, about animal communication, talk about flower essence remedies for animals, and myofascial pain in pets. So here we go. Let's go back to the beginning and start with show number one, How Preventative Care is Destroying Our Pets with Dr. Will Faulkner, Holistic Veterinarian of the Vital Animal Network at VitalAnimal.com. After 30 years as a conventional vet and then a whole other decade as a homeopathic vet, Dr. Faulkner discovered that the majority of illnesses in animals and people, for that matter, is man-made I'm going to repeat that. The majority of illnesses in animals nowadays is man-made. And he said he found that in people, too. It comes about from our preventative measures, many of them. The diseases vets are seeing now in dogs and cats are chronic, like heart disease, diabetes, kidney disease, arthritis, cancer. These are things that they don't necessarily have in the wild, and they are coming from conventional medicine in the name of prevention, vaccines, pesticides in the environment and foods, flea medications, and commercial pet food. So first of all, there is no science that backs the recommendation to get vaccines every year or every three years or every five years. Immunologists say 
And immunologists don't have their pocketbook in selling vaccines, okay? Immunologists say that the immunity in a vaccine probably lasts for life. Once the animal has gotten their vaccinations, they are most probably immune for the rest of their lives. It does more harm than good to have these medications continually pumped into your pet, and it can cause a whole host of diseases, especially cancer. Now, yes, it's a money-making proposition, but in vet school, the vets are hearing from the pharmaceutical companies that just, oh, standard protocol, give them every three years, give them every five years. Sometimes they're saying give them annually. So a lot of times your vet is really trying to do the right thing. It's just this is what they were taught in vet school, but they were taught by the pharmaceutical companies. If you need proof of vaccines for boarding, for doggy daycare, or even for dog day at the ballpark with your favorite team, then have your vet write a letter saying that your dog has had shots and, according to immunologists, should be immune and no risk to anyone by commingling with people or other animals. And you can also get a health certificate, too, this way. Dr. Falconer says commercial pet food today is devoid of any nutrients. It's actually full of toxins and harmful ingredients. And we're talking about canned food and especially dry food. Yes, fresh homemade food is best. Not everyone can do that. So if you can at least add some fresh ingredients like greens or meats to the store-bought pet food, that will at least help. Just don't believe the marketing where they claim that the added nutrients in their food product, which has actually been cooked to death, makes it nutritionally complete. It does not. So read the ingredients. Try to avoid things like byproducts. Avoid BHA, BHT, and a whole lot of preservatives. And one of the things Dr. Faulkner said, even just cracking an egg over a healthy kibble is better than nothing at all. <laughs> My neighbor listened to the first show, and now he cooks hard-boiled eggs and he gives his dog and his bird some hard-boiled egg over their healthy kibble every day so another thing you want to do with your kibble if you are going to give it to them soak it overnight it gives it more moisture if you're thinking that those hard kibble pellets clean your animal's teeth and they need that it's not true when they bite into it the kibble pellet breaks apart they do not scrape the teeth they don't do anything for your animal's teeth so just moisten it overnight. And again, it's not that your vet is trying to lie to you about what to feed to them, but they don't offer nutrition classes in vet school either. Dr. Faulkner said they had maybe three days in his second or third year, and it was taught by a food manufacturing company. Dr. Faulkner's final words of advice are to think about tracking your animal's symptoms. So if they're sick, start a list of the things your animal does that are bothering them. Keep a diary. When you see these issues repeat themselves over and over in your list, I mean, it could be, you know, over licking a paw. It can be biting a certain part of the body, scratching something. Just when you see an issue, even rubbing their face against the couch or the bed. When you see this on your list over and over, this is something a homeopathic vet can really use to help you to give your animal the proper remedy. Even if it's a phone consultation with a homeopathic vet, knowing some of these repetitive behaviors will really help them be able to coach you. And this is far better than over-vaccinating. That just puts more poisons and toxins in their bodies. So this is literally life-saving. Moving on, show number two, 
feng shui for animals with Kim Juline. Kim Juline, feng shui master and practitioner at findingyourfiji.com. Feng shui is the ancient Chinese art of energy flow that affects everything in your life. It's about creating an environment that energetically supports you and your pets and speeds up the law of attraction. It creates energetic anchors for your life. It brings balance, the balance of nature that we use as a model for what we do indoors. You can do things physically to shift the energy to create a better flow for you and your animals. And animals are very sensitive. They feel energy way more strongly than we do. So the shifts we make in our home will affect them. And since they're so sensitive, it's really important to give them a space in our home that's just theirs, their own little sanctuary. It doesn't have to be a whole room, just a little corner, something that is theirs. One thing that can create a lot of stuck energy in a home is clutter. Okay, that's one of the major things I'm trying to tackle in my home. Clutter creates extra weight and a heavy feeling that drags everyone down. And it is really hard on our health, but it's especially hard on animals' health. And speaking of health, living things like healthy plants are good for your animals' welfare. Now, if you have a lot of clutter like I do, you may not be so good with plants. Okay, so don't keep them. You don't want dead plants around. Um. Healthy things, living things are great for the center of your home. But on the other hand, dead things like dried flowers are not good anywhere in your home. And you have to be careful where you put ashes in an urn from a loved one, whether human or animal. Ashes should never be in the center of the home. They should not be in the kitchen or the dining room because that is not nourishing. Ashes should never be kept by the front door because dead energy is not welcoming. And don't put them in the bedroom because that's where you rest and recuperate and you need to feel revived. Ashes are not reviving. So where do you put ashes in an urn from a loved one? They can go in a living room, in a den, or a family room as long as that's not in the center of the house. Keep it toward the outside walls. And since animals are our mirrors, we don't want them taking on our stuff. Let your animals know their job is to be happy, healthy, joyful, and not to take on our issues. We'll take care of our issues ourselves. You can see them as a mirror for issues, though. What issues they have, look at those into yourself. Kim Jolene's last word of advice, be aware of your surroundings. Really look at what's in your space. Notice what does not bring you joy and peace and get rid of it if you can. Notice what does make you feel good and keep it. These will feel the same way to your animals, so create beauty wherever you can. Moving on to show number three, Talk to the Animals with Dr. Kara Gubbins, animal communicator and author at drkaragubbins.com. That's D-R-C-A-R-A-G-U-B-B-I-N-S.com. First of all, I love Dr. Kara's goal to learn from the animals so we can change the world. The animals have such a wonderful way of being present and in the moment without letting guilt ruin their enjoyment of life. And if we could just learn that much from them, the world would be a better place. So it's very important to stop second guessing ourselves and judging ourselves over the choices we make for ourselves and for our animals. The animals don't feel guilt. They don't try to inflict guilt either, and they don't want us feeling guilty. Dr. Kara talked about learning how to communicate with our animals. Whether they're our pets or animals in the wild, everyone can do it. 
So there you've got the sending and the receiving of messages. But first, we need to calm and ground ourselves. There's a wonderful quick grounding tool you can use anytime, and especially at times when you feel flighty or a little unsafe, a little nervous, or just out of sorts. You want to bring your focus to your first chakra, your root chakra. That would be the energy vortex down at the very base of your spine. Feel that and send a cord of energy down through the floor, through the ground, through the layers of the earth, down to the volcanic center and attach that grounding cord there. It is your energetic cord. You already feel calmer and much more ready to connect with animals. Being calm and breathing is the key. To send messages to our animals, slow down. Be calm, grounded, breathe, and send positive messages. Only positive. Don't use don't. So what you want to do is reframe what you want into the positive, choose only one thing at a time, and send that thought to them, and image the positive outcome of it. So in other words, you don't want to say, don't bark, or don't jump. You want to reframe it into, be quiet, stay down, floor, and you send the mental picture of them quietly looking at you, sitting on the floor. And then you send the mental outcome of you petting them and praising them, maybe giving them a treat to receive messages. It's a little bit harder. (laughs) You still, again, have to slow down, breathe, become aware, and notice what you're feeling. This is really interesting. Intuitive communication can come through any of our senses. It can be a fleeting thought that came out of nowhere, a song that starts playing in your head, a feeling in your gut, a pain in your body that's not yours. Pay attention to everything you sense and feel. That is how the communication comes through. We don't even know it. Slow down, be aware, breathe, and notice what you're feeling. That could easily be a message from your animal. Dr. Kara Gubbins' last bit of advice is that everyone can do this. Everyone can tap into their intuition and communicate with their animals. There are tools and skills you can learn to strengthen the ability, but the ability is already within you. Let's go on to show number four, Flower Essences for Animals with Kathleen Aspens, Flower Essence Practitioner and CEO of FloraofAsia.com. So what is a flower essence? A flower essence is a dilute tincture of a flower where the energy and intelligence of the plant is transmitted into the water. Flower essence remedies are gentle. They have no adverse effects. They help your emotional constitution. They are totally safe for people and animals. You can put them in your pet's water, their food, on their ear tips, their paw pads, on their little mustache area under their nose. One of the best ways is to put a drop or two in your hand and then pet it into their coat. Stroke them calmly from the top of their head all the way down their spine to the tip of their tail. This way, you're connecting to the whole animal, going down all their chakras, and you're getting the flower essence remedy too. 
Because remember, animals mirror us. So what they need, we may need and vice versa also. Put a few drops of one or two different flower essence remedies in a misting bottle and spray a room. Spray it in a room and it'll change the entire energy of the home. It's good for the animals and for us. Rescue remedy or centered which is from Flora of Asia, are really fantastic crisis formula remedies to spray an emergency or take drop on your tongue, drop on your animal in an emergency. They take the edge off just a little so you can refocus and stay in the moment to handle what you need to handle. It'll help calm your animal down and not get caught up in the trauma and chaos of what just happened. Take a few drops in your tongue. It'll help you calm down and be able to calmly find your car keys or whatever it is you need to do in the moment. Kathleen Aspen's final advice is be thinking of working with yourself with essences as well as the animal. Again, animals mirror us. Many times there are matching issues, so we can both take the same flower essence remedy and heal from the inside out together. Let's go to show number five, Hidden Pain in Our Pets with Dr. Ilana Struble, Integrative Holistic Veterinarian at awelladjustedpet.com. Dr. Ilana brought out how myofascial pain is one of the most undiagnosed issues in our animals. Myo, it's M-Y-O. Myo means muscle. Fascia is fascia, the connective tissue that covers the surface of our muscles. So myofascial pain is the pain of the tissue connecting and holding together the muscles. It goes undetected and untreated in our pets because vets aren't taught to look for it. All animals can have it, and people certainly have it. We just might be living with it so long we don't even realize what it is. Now, it usually occurs when there is an injury either directly to the muscle or to the nearby joint or nerve. When you have an injury, your body's response is pain to protect it. And then when you protect a leg or a knee, you stress the other leg or the knee. You stress the body part that's taking the brunt of it by shifting your weight and trying to hold it all together. When you have cramping, your muscles have run out of energy and you get a myofascial contraction or a trigger point. Now, the injury to, to the area, to the nearby joint, to the nerve, to the muscle itself, the injury can be from anything, falling off something, not making a high enough jump, getting hit by anything, running into something, playing too hard. I mean, think of ourselves. We can get it the same way, but certainly as active as our animals are and as subject to our clumsiness, it can be literally anything. So pay attention if an animal is showing you they're hurting. Read their signals. For instance, if they don't want to go on log, long walks anymore, if they don't want to walk across a slippery floor, if they don't want to jump in and out of the car, or they're having trouble jumping up on the bed or the couch, if they're limping, if they hesitate before going up or down stairs. This is not your animal being stubborn. It's not just the aging process. These are actual signs that there is underlying myofascial pain that will just grow and develop and get worse. Um, the thing about myofascial pain, it doesn't show up in x-rays or MRIs. It, it takes an animal chiropractor or an acupuncturist or a certified canine rehabilitation therapist to find it. And what they do is they find it by palpating the body part. What is palpating? 
That means they slowly massage the body part and they feel the tissue. They slowly, gently, I should say, touch it and massage it. And they feel how the tissue responds and how the animal responds. For instance, they are acutely aware if there's a trigger point, if the animal twitches, if they jerk their head, if they look up for a second, any response the animal gives to this gentle, slow massaging is a response that there is underlying pain. And again, it doesn't show up in x-rays and MRIs and traditional ways of looking for a pain. So you want to look for a vet or an animal therapist or animal professional with the letters CCRT or CCRP in their name, in their title. CCRT, Certified Canine Rehabilitation Therapist. CCRP is Certified Canine Rehabilitation Practitioner. So they have been trained to feel for and to treat myofascial pain. If you notice your dog or cat is slowing down or limping or seems to have pain, here are some things you can do. Lightly massage your animal and look for how they respond, such as that little twitch. Be very gentle. Don't push hard at all. Use a very soft touch. Heat can help. You can put a heating pad on the sore area. Think of how a hot shower feels so good on a really sore knee or back or calf. Well, heat can help the animal too. Um, there are warm water therapies, but your animal may not want to get in the warm water, especially if it's a cat. A heating pad on the sore area can help, but don't make it too hot. Test it yourself first. Stretch and strengthen their muscles. This is very light, stre gentle stretching. First, you want to do passive moving. That means you gently move their joint. Then you can entice them to move their joint on their own. You can have them be active in a small way. Make a small obstacle course where you offer them a treat to walk over small objects, small boxes on the floor. Stretch out their hips and their back by having them put their front legs on a stair and look up at you for a treat. Offer a treat to have them walk backwards. Walking backwards gently is a very good way to stretch unused muscles. You can use regular treats and cookies, you know, dog cookies. Peanut butter on a spatula is really good. Frozen peanut butter or frozen broth in a cup or in a Kong and you let them lick it to entice them to keep moving. You know, roll it along, have them keep stretching. You don't want to force their movements in, when they're in pain. Entice them to gently move. Dr. Alana says the easiest and most important thing people can do for their animals and their own health, daily massage and stretching, regular daily moderate exercise, it's better than once a week heavy duty exercise. You don't want to have them be the weekend warrior. Keep it realistic and fun and make it fun for the dog. Teach them games and new tricks. Dogs love puzzles and learning new things. And they get bored just like we do. And keep your animals lean. Give them better quality food. Less of the fatty stuff. Less of the of the carbohydrate stuff of the processed food, more fresh whole proteins, vegetables, yes, vegetables, leafy greens, less processed foods with added salt and sugars or refined carbohydrates in them. Keep your dog lean. This can add two years to your dog's life. It is so hard on any animal's organs. A poor fat cat, a fat bunny, a fat dog is so hard on their organs, on their joints, on their muscles. 
so hard on them. So keep your animal lean. That is from Dr. Ilana. So, (laughs) so much incredible information from these wonderful guests. And there is so much more coming up in part two. So thank you so much for hanging out with me on Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. I'm Charlie Kale. Check out my Reiki business, Energy Healing for People in Pause, for in-person or distant healing sessions for people or animals at charliekale.com. That's C-H-A-R-L-Y. K-A-Y-L-E.com. You can find past shows on my website. You can also find past shows on my page at Empower Radio. So please connect with me on social media. If any of this advice or information from these guests piques your interest, you can go back and listen to the whole show on my Charlie Kale page on Empower Radio. You can click on a show to find out all of that guest's contact information. You can read their bio. You can find out their website. The easiest way to pick a show is to to listen to is to download the Empower Radio app for your phone, either on iPhone or Android. If you tried Android before and you couldn't find it, it's been fixed. Do it again. Download that Empower Radio app for Android. Go to the podcast link and look for Mind Body Pause. The show is also on Stitcher, TuneIn, and iHeart podcast apps. Special thanks to Brent Carey, the CEO of Empower Radio, and to Remy Smith at the controls back at the studio in Detroit for their love and their support. Take care and remember, no matter what is going on with your animals, do not beat yourself up thinking that you could have done better. You're doing the best you can. Your animals know it, and they chose you anyway, and they love you for it. Mind Body Pause is a guilt-free zone. See you next time. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.